0: Hello and welcome to Clear Out. I'm your host Nihal Qatar. As always, I'm joined by my brother Sahil. Sahil, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Three days until the NBA season. I can't believe it.
0: I know, and you know, we were it we just well. It just reminded me this opening that someone came up to us and told us they listened to the podcast and thought it was funny that we asked each other how how we're <laughs> doing, even though we've been in the same house for a week. Uh, but, you know, it's podcasting. That's podcasting 101. Yeah,
1: that's that's what everyone does, I we, guess.
0: We, we got to bring the listener into the room with us, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're, we're. I mean, by the time this goes up, I think it'll be two days until the NBA season. We are on the precipice of another exciting season where we don't quite know who's going to win the title, which, you know, I mean, it, most of the seasons in NBA history, I feel like, have kind of been like that. But, well, actually, that's probably not. Whatever. I
1: feel like it's this season's at least unique in that you could see maybe six or seven teams winning the title. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Usually it might be two or three, sometimes one, as we saw with the Golden State KD era. But
0: yeah. yeah, no, I guess like in the '80s, it was like, yeah, you didn't know, but you probably knew it would be the Celtics or the Lakers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we we are really excited for it. We're gonna try to uh, record more often during this NBA season. Uh, if you do have any questions, comments, predictions, feel free to uh, tweet at us. Or uh, email us at clearoutpodcast.gmail.com at uh, We love to answer your guys' questions And we love the fan interaction But today we are going to do five specific predictions each We did this prior to last season I really wish I listened to the podcast And remembered what exactly our specific predictions were from last year But maybe we'll do like a recap at some point um, But we're doing five specific predictions each uh, we're, we're kind of uh, we're we inspired by our friends over at the Total Soccer Show, um, and well, I say our friends. We 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 interacted with with Daryl, who was was who was, who was a host of that show. Um, but this is sort of their they kind of they coined this phrase, specific predictions, and and what it is, the whole idea behind it is there's a lot of generic predictions that happen prior to seasons, and what we want to do is we want to drill down and find five specific and you know, sometimes fun things that we're going to predict that we can sort of talk about from there. It's not like, you know, this team is going to finish exactly here, you know. Um, So uh, that's sort of the whole idea for it. It's kind of also like go get my lunch from (laughs) around the NFL. Uh, Just a fun way to preview the season and uh, not have to I don't know. Talk about every single team. Um, to so, uh, we will we will be talking about every single team this season at some point. But the season is two days away, so right. Why don't
1: we just get started? What is your first specific prediction? Okay, uh, you, want, you want something you want something more fun or something more a little bit nitty gritty? Well, yeah. Let's start with the boring one. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I shouldn't yeah. say boring. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll go with the Philadelphia 76ers Will finish top ten on offense and defense, and finish with the first seed in the East. I feel first, like,
0: okay. Well, the second part—that's that's an onion hanger.
1: Yeah, first seed in the East. I, I th- yeah, I think I think I think they're going to do it. Part of that I will say is, uh, I we don't know how long Chris Middleton is going to be out for the Bucs. I, I actually don't think that's going to be a big deal for their season. I think the Bucs are going to be very good this season. The Celtics, of course, you have yeah. the coaching stuff. You have Robert Williams' injury. You have Zeno Gallinari being out for the season, likely. So you have all that stuff. I just think I can see them still being more of a playoff threat. In fact, I do think I see them as having a higher chance to win the title. But well, I think the which Sixers, team? Uh, the Celtics. Okay. The, the, the Celtics do then the Sixers. They probably have a better title, odds in my eyes. But yeah. I think the Sixers will have a better regular season. Um, James, Harden, James Harden and Embiid's two-man game was phenomenal last season. I really like the additions of P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, and D. Anthony Melton. Melton can really help their bench units like he did in Memphis. And a starting lineup of Maxie, Harden, Harris, Tucker, and Embiid, like that's just a really good starting lineup. Um, I got some more stuff, but but what are, what are your first thoughts on, on the Sixers team? Well,
0: you know, we talked a bit about the Sixers in a previous episode. I, th- I think it was two episodes ago. Um, and I sort of said, I think this is going to be the third best team in the East behind Milwaukee and the Celtics. This was, of course, before uh, Emi Yudelka was suspended for the season. But I genuinely believe that they are one of the three best contenders coming out of the East. We know how Milwaukee has handled the regular seasons these last two years, and you throw in Chris Middleton's injury, like you said, and, you know, what's going on with the Celtics. I mean, I think it's a good prediction. I think it's going to happen. The top ten in offense and defense, I think it's it's pretty hard to be the one seed without those two things. Um, I, guess, one, I guess that's a
1: fair point. But, but I mean, <laughs> at, at
0: least one. I mean, you have to be, you know, I mean, you could have a middling defense if you have, like, a top two or three offense. Exactly. Um, but I I do think I see it like I I, th- I really love the additions they made like you said I think Maxi is going to continue to improve I talked a little bit last time how they do need to improve with Maxi you know or with Harden on the bench they need to basically improve when Harden is on the bench in terms of facilitating I think Melton can help with that uh, and you know I, Harden it was just a really weird season for him last year I expect him to you know sort of bounce back from it and, and have a pretty productive season. So what 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 else did you want to mention in terms of this?
1: Well, I feel like we've been seeing this transition already, but like you look at Harris now and he having him as like the fourth option, you know, it really gets him to a place where there's less pressure on him. And I think he's just, he's just better in that role. I don't think he was ever meant to be a number one or a number two guy and just letting him focus a bit more on defense where he's become a bit more passable and just being a catch and shoot guy. I think that's been really good for him. It's going to be as we move forward. And I think, you know, people can talk about the backcourt defense of Harden and Maxi, But in the regular season, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think that can be exploited more in the playoffs. But I think your frontcourt players, you know, give you more of a defensive edge in the regular season. And I think a beat and Tucker can kind of carry you to a top 10 defense. And Maxi and Harris will be okay enough with effort, I think, kind of to get you there in a lot of those lineups. And, you know, I, I think the other thing, if we want to talk about it more from like a broad kind of uh, psychology aspect, is like, I just think... Embiid, he really as he's made publicly as he made it publicly clear he wants to win an mvp harden i think is you know talking about people doubting him and you know i think he he feels like he probably has something to prove especially after the way the playoffs ended although that's not the first time harden's kind of um not performed the best in a big spot but i think that they they have a lot to prove and i mean they they did of course have a phenomenal regular season last season but i think just having harden there for the full season now kind of having uh, a roster that looks like the best roster they've had in the Joel Embiid era um, is going to, I think, uh, motivate them to just have a phenomenal season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I can't really argue with that. Um, The Sixers did fully guarantee Paul Reed's contract yesterday. We talked a bit about him. Maybe he'll take a jump. We know Sixers fans love him, Um, but I, I like the prediction. I like it.
1: Thank you. Anything else to add? Uh, no, I think that's, I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty much, like, I I will say, so the the Sixers actually haven't had a top 10 offense since the 2018 season, but even if you look back then, I just think the Sixers have more offensive talent now, and they don't have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with that awkward fit. No, true, true.
0: Um, all right, so I have, I'll, I'll go with mine that's kind of similar. Um, I guess this doesn't seem like a super out there one, but, um, I have the Nets will finish above the Cavs. Um in the regular season and i mean i think it's a pretty safe bet honestly but i there has been a lot of hype around the Cavs since the donovan mitchell trade and people seem to be really down on the nets to me the nets are still a contender like they they still have kevin durant they still have kyrie irving they have ben simmons now we'll see how he fits they have some nice pieces around them royce o'neill i think is a great piece with that team um Nick Claxton continues to improve. Um, Hopefully he he continues to improve. Well, I guess not hopefully since we're Bucks fans, but hopefully for their sake, they continue to improve. He continues to improve this season. They added TJ Warren. I mean, off the bench, Joe Harris should come back at some point this season. I mean, they just have a solid team. Uh, Cleveland, you know, you are expecting that young core plus Donovan Mitchell to become even more cohesive this year. Evan Mobley looks like he's going to take another huge step uh, especially offensively. So I, I well, I said I think it's a sure thing. I don't think it's a sure thing. I, I, could, I could see the Cavs finishing above the Nets. But I just, I believe, for some reason, I believe in the Nets this year. And this could be four versus five or like five, six. Like, I mean, it, uh, the East, the middle of the East is kind of interesting and, and I, don't, I really don't know how it's going to shake out. So that's my prediction. And that's the Nets finish above the Cavs. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'll just say it's okay to, you know, for the sake of this podcast, you can say it's a sure thing, or you, you know. <laughs> no, uh, I don't want to. I want to die on that you know? hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you look at their over/underlines, like I think they're uh, the Cavs are like a little below the Nets. Um,
0: okay, well, so- Vegas, Vegas has some sort of fascination <laughs> with the Nets. Yeah, the, no. the Nets were still the East favorites during the pl- in the when the playing started last year. They were like the odds-on favorites to come out of the East.
1: Yeah, no, Vegas loves the Nets, and, and no, I mean, and I get it, and I get what you're saying. I think the Nets have a lot of interesting pieces. They have, you know, we'll see if Simmons and Claxton can uh, kind of hold it down defensively, whether they're playing together, just one of them is on the court. Um, it'll be nice to see Joe Harris back in the fold. I just think he's such a good, um, a piece that can fit into a lot of different lineups, especially if he shoots better than he did against the last time we saw him in the playoffs. But um yeah I'm really high on the Cavs. I think I I do believe in these guys. I think the the Nets are actually probably a, maybe a bit deeper um when just in terms of like that like 7 through 10 area of the roster. Mm-hmm. Um but I I just I I love the the two-way play of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and I love Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland as both on-ball and off-ball offensive players. So I yeah, I I can't say I necessarily i i don't know i i it's just so hard to say with all the uncertainty around the nets but i, I agree with you that like i think they're contenders because what does contender mean it's it means we can see them winning the championship or making it to the finals and i can see that i don't think it's going Can to you see
0: that with the Cavs? no okay but so that uh, doesn't, i don't no, know necessarily that
1: means i think they would finish higher no than, sure than it and doesn't beginning. it doesn't
0: necessarily <laughs> mean that but I, I i do think that's that's interesting right um Yeah, I mean, like I said, the middle of the East is interesting. You have Miami in there, maybe Boston, um, you know, Brooklyn and and Cleveland. um, And then you have teams like Atlanta and Chicago. Like, who knows what they'll be this year. Um, I know a lot of Knicks fans are like, keep sleeping on the Knicks. I can't really see them being in the top eight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you look at it, I
1: mean, even a team like Atlanta – you know, might be kind of scared that... I mean, s- some team that's good or that, that we think is good right now is going to be in the play or at least a couple. Like, the East is just deeper than it's ever been. I mean, not yeah. ever been, but ever been in a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I think Atlanta's... Well, I guess... I, mean, uh, I guess what do you define as good? Well That's not really a discussion we could have, right? We need I mean, I, th- I mean, in
1: past years, Atlanta might be like this Atlanta team with DeJounte Murray, sure, you know, Clint Capella, Nekong Kongu, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter-Trayon. Like, those guys... Might be able to finish, host a play a, a playoff series in the first round and past year That's true.
0: No, that's true. I guess yeah. If this Hawks team two years ago, they probably they're probably hosting the Knicks instead of.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you own. remember like we, we had the Orlando Magic, in as a seven seed, and the Brooklyn Nets with like the the Lavert D'Angelo Russell version, you know, in the playoffs for a couple of years there. So it, it, I think I think the the East is truly yeah, that the more East talented. is a
0: lot more. Yeah, it's a lot deeper. There's there's no question. There's no question. Um, and then I just, I have one more standings specific prediction. Um, do you have any more standings one? We'll just do this. We'll just do mine from e- the West.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I do have one. In the yeah. West? I uh, guess.
0: Okay, so mine is the Suns will finish top three in the West. Hmm. Um, Which, again, I don't, f- I feel like that's, I feel like that shouldn't be that that much of an out there type of prediction. But so
1: you're, you're really going against the, you know, this is the uh, analytical knee-hall. I don't care about uh, off-season drama. I don't believe in psychology. I just believe in what's on. No, the No, I mean, I believe. In, <laughs> I believe in those things,
0: but I also believe in good players, good coaches within the Suns, with the Suns, um, and a core that's played together and played well together for the past two years. You look at the top of the West. You obviously you have Golden State. You have the Clippers, who a lot of people I think are going to be great this year. And you probably have the Nuggets. Um, I think those are the consensus consensus top three teams in the West, I would say. Would you agree? Is there anyone else? Am I missing somebody? I
1: think it can really... This is a year where you can really... People people can really like the Pelicans. People can really like the Wolves. And I wouldn't really be mad at them for sure. predicting they could finish sure. maybe third. but the, uh, uh, the Grizzlies, too. Yeah, the Grizzlies are, are there, too. Um, we might be forgetting one in there. But, uh, I mean, the Lakers, I wouldn't I I would. I would be mad, actually, if someone predicts the Lakers to finish top three. But I think maybe they could finish fourth or fifth or something like that. Um, sure. But, yeah. Uh, the,
0: Mavs. I'm forgetting
1: yeah, the Mavs. Yeah, the Mavs. Yeah, the Western Conference finalists from last year that <laughs> that destroyed the Suns in Game Seven.
0: Well, okay, again, we're talking about the regular season here.
1: So. No, no, yeah. And by the way, when I was when I said that before <laughs> about you, I was I was kind of mentioning the trend because like the Nets are also like that. No, right no, on paper, no, one
0: hundred percent. Like there, there's a lot of hype. That is kind of where I'm coming from with these. Yeah, there are hypes There is hype around these other teams. But we, there are also these teams that are kind of being slept on.
1: Um, yeah, so I mean, the now, Suns won 60-plus games last
0: exactly, year. Exactly, so. exactly. And I don't necessarily think they'll make a finals run, but it's not like when the Jazz, you know, won – how many when, when they had their two- or three-year run winning, um, being at the top of the West. It's not like the next season people are like, oh, they're not going to be a top-three seed this year. Right. But people are saying that about the Suns. And sure, you know, maybe Chris Paul regresses – they do have young players who could, con- who will continue to grow. Um, we'll probably see Cam Johnson slide into the starting five, uh, especially with Drake, Jay Crowder maybe leaving. The whole DeAndre Ayton situation is a little weird. We don't really know what's going on. He and Monty apparently didn't talk all summer. But at the end of the day, you have a young superstar, an ascending superstar in Devin Booker. You have really solid young players around them in Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and DeAndre Ayton. And you have Chris Paul still. And you have been. a great coach. And yeah, you do have a great coach. So, to me, I almost did top two, but I, I do, th- I, you know, I, I, I do want to be consistent with what I think is going to happen. And to me, the Clippers and the Nuggets are going to finish top two in the West this year. So, um, they're, they're going to finish top three in the West. I'm not going to say third because I actually could see them finishing higher than that. Because wait,
1: wait, what about the Warriors?
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: Actually, okay, I mean, okay. you, you know could what? predict. You could still predict that. No, I no, no, just, no, like, no.
0: I, I still am going to predict it. Um, I, I think, I think when I was doing this, when I was writing this down, I was thinking Warriors and, um, Warriors and Nuggets. I think are going to be the top two seed. I think the Clippers are probably going to be the best team coming out of the West, but we know how they are. I mean, we'll, we'll see how well, cautious. We'll try, like yeah, fifty-five
1: games, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, um, I, I think they won't win as many games as the other uh, as the other three teams. Um, I do think the Clippers might are probably, if everyone's there, the best team in the West. Um, but yeah, so I guess it is, yeah, the Suns have to finish above one of those teams for for this to be correct. Um, and any of the other potential players in the West, what was your, uh, Western conference standings specific prediction?
1: Mine was the Kings will finish 10th in the West. So get in the play game and lose the first game by 20 plus points. That okay, is that my is prediction. <laughs> okay. Um here's why I think they can finally. So what, I think they haven't made the playoffs in 16 years or something like that. Really? Wow. So that is crazy. Not, I'm not saying win a playoff series in 16 years. They haven't made the playoffs in 16 years. Oh. So I think it's one of the longest droughts in like the Big Four professional sports leagues. Sorry, MLS. I, I, I love you, but <laughs> we had a soccer <laughs> podcast. But I don't know. Why, why do you think? Do you think we'll ever say Big Five?
0: i i mean to me it's it's
1: to me it's like big
0: three really
1: um yeah the nhl why is the i mean is the nhl even that much more popular than mls no it's not so that's interesting why it's referred to to that as i mean it's probably just been around longer but um so it's bonus and fox i mean it was a small sample size but they did play really well together when they were on the court together they were an 80th percentile offense with both of them on the floor last year um uh Sabonis is an amazing floor raiser on offense um I really like just the idea of him helping them get regular season wins I like the Kevin Herter addition I've always just been a really big fan of him I think he can fit well into lots of different lineups and he can be a really good secondary ball handler for them and he he, he, it's not even like a secondary ball handler in the sense that he's gonna have the second highest usage rating because Sabonis can do the high post stuff um just do all the things that Sabonis does to create offense and um, I'm I'm expecting Keegan Murray to be good because he's looked really good in the preseason and summer league. So um, they still got Davian Mitchell there. Um, the depth is like not fantastic, and I don't think they'd be able to withstand an injury to Sabonis or Fox. But and Fox, by the way, I mean I feel like people are really down on him, and I mean part of it maybe the contract, but I think just with has he ever played with a better player on offense than Demontis Sabonis? No, I don't I don't think so. I mean. Tyrese Halliburton, they did trade away. So I mean, yeah, I, I don't think he's there yet. But so yeah, I, I think I, I, you still got Harrison Barnes there to just kind of be solid. Malik Monk is an interesting addition, and I think I think you, you've also got in the West some teams. The bottom of the West is worse than the bottom of the East. Like the Spurs are actively twi- traded away their best player. The Jazz tanking. The Rockets aren't going to be there yet. Like they could easily climb in that mix.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 there's not too much I can dis- disagree with. But they also have Rashawn Holmes, who I think is a really yeah. solid player. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they have a decent, they have a decent roster. Uh, I, I, it is kind of like a mishmash of players, but um, it's like a team that seems like they want to win now, but just doesn't have
1: <laughs> really good players. It's kind of about just because of how desperate. I think it's because of the streak, right? I, Probably I don't think like I think most teams in this situation you have to think about tanking just like yeah. like they wouldn't have made the Halliburton trade but they were just so desperate to get on the map somehow yeah that they did that trade which you know we can disagree with I, I
0: don't like thinking about that trade <laughs> um yeah no also uh on the opening night roster Matthew Delvadova
1: for yeah the Kings I actually saw that while I was looking <laughs> through the roster so but yeah the, the reason I say that 10th, you know, I, I'm not saying this team is going to make, make noise in the playoffs, is because I think they still do they wait, still... wait, wait,
0: wait. So they're going to, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but they're going to, the second part of your prediction is they'll lose by 20 points. So they'll lose by 20 points to the nine seed. Yep. Okay. So who's that? Like the Lakers?
1: Uh, yeah. It could be the Lakers. It could be the, like, the Mavericks if things are really bad for them. I don't think it will. um It could be the Pelicans. Probably I think... the
0: Pelicans. I would probably slap uh, the Pelicans in there.
1: He, I think the Pelicans are actually going to be quite good. But, I mean, I don't know. It's okay, hard to okay, say. Okay, I mean... Because it could be just a few games. Do you see, like, a few games right. separated from, like, five to eight? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I see something like that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you have you have the Pelicans. You have um, the Lakers. You have the Mavs, Grizzlies, Wolves. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. missing somebody. I the mean, Lakers,
1: if you, if you think that...
0: I said the Lakers, I oh, think. Okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, I I it should be interesting.
1: Yeah, um, it, it definitely will be. And...
0: I guess Portland might be able to sneak into one of those spots. Portland.
1: But... relates to one of my next specific predictions and I'll get to that in just a second. Okay. Um uh but they do have weaknesses. I think Sabonis and Fox really limit what you're your ceiling defensively Well, neither,
0: they're a bad team.
1: Neither so of can shoot. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I wanted to like I don't know if I was sounding very optimistic about them. That's I am I'm trying to explain why I'm saying they'll finish 10th in the West and lose <laughs> first in the first game You are not saying points.
0: they're going to be like a surprise team and could be the no, top. No, exactly. Six. That's
1: part of my it's all built into my specific prediction, right?
0: Yeah. Could you idea. see this happening? Can I see this happening? Yeah. My I mean, exact prediction. Your exact? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good prediction. Um, but yeah, I think I could definitely see it happening. I, I do think. I do think. I. I think Portland probably finishes above them. So yeah. Um, I think they would probably be the the ten seed. Because yeah, I I I'd have to look at the standing, but I, I I think there are ten teams that I would see ahead of them, um, and then those bottom. Those three other teams are pretty terrible in the West. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a good prediction, solid prediction.
1: Thank uh,
0: you. What's your What's your Portland? What's your Portland
1: one? Oh, my Portland one is Dame will hit at least two game winners during the regular season and have Twitter going crazy and make an All NBA team.
0: Okay, what is Twitter going crazy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, does, does it need to be quantifiable? Is this like? Did Did you ever learn about like those smart goals in school? Or needs to be like specific, measurable, yes, attainable. yes, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: No, it doesn't <laughs> I, need to be. It doesn't
0: I need to be mean. smart. But I, I want, I want some sort of, you know, like Jim Carrey is going to tweet about Dame Lily or something.
1: I don't know why. I can guarantee Magic Johnson. But oh. <laughs> but other okay. than that, I think I don't know. I mean,
0: okay, no, no, no. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I like it.
1: Two game winners. That's that's hard to do. That's harder than it sounds. No, it's very, it's very. And and the second part about this because I, I really wanted to, you know, redeem myself for not making specific, predict- very specific predictions last year. I believe I said the Cavs will have a top eighteen defense. <laughs> that's just, it's just bad. It's just bad radio. Um, but he'll also make an All NBA team. I think
0: that's a crazy one.
1: So wait, okay.
0: So you have you have the Kings finishing tenth, right? Yeah, and yeah. you have Dame making an All NBA team. Are you just hedging, or let's what, go? It's on a here?
1: little bit of a hedge, but I can see Dame finishing, having awesome numbers, carrying the Blazers like a, the ninth or eighth seed and making an All NBA team. No, I mean, I mean, sure, it's possible, yeah, but I then could... someone might be getting left out. That I, that I, again, I, I, I need to really, you would need to really like sketch out how many teams are making and how many teams are missing it. But sure, you know, he had a down year last year, of course, and and the injuries played a part in that, but this. This guy carried mediocre supporting casts to great heights on offense year after year after year. And you can nitpick his game, but he's 32, and I think he's still got another year of elite basketball left. And it was only two years ago he averaged 28 and 8 on 52% from two and 39% from three on over 10 three-point attempts a game. The guy can hit shots only he and Steph can hit, and Trey maybe. Um like it just it just feels like People just like forgot about him sort of, and forgot about the Blazers as a whole, and it kind of makes sense. They've had a kind of an unfortunate sequence here, and, and I, I do wish they got a little bit luckier in the lottery, just because like to help with you know potentially Dame's last few years of his prime, if we can still call it that. But yeah, I mean, I just still think this guy is an incredible offensive player, I think he's going to show it this year after the you know after the disappointing year last year.
0: I I, I hope so. So. If you have Portland and Sacramento making the play-in, you're saying either New Orleans or the Lakers are, are not making the playoffs.
1: Not making, not not making even making the play-in game.
0: Yeah, one of those teams has to finish 11th, um, unless you <laughs> have unless you have like the Grizzlies or the Wolves. Okay, or can
1: there. I say can I say Dame makes an All NBA team at 11? Then
0: okay, All NBA. I guess when when I hear All NBA, I'm thinking first team, but third team.
1: Oh no no no, thir- no obviously an All NBA team, yeah. right, right? Not first team All NBA. Yeah, third team... Can you be 11 and be a third team? It only? doesn't feel like it's happened recently. I can't think of anything... I mean, if he has an incredible season, you could have just said All-Star. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that goes from, t- like, 24-plus with injuries to 15. I-, I-, I should say All-Star, though. I think you're right. Looking at it, I think it would be hard for... I don't believe in Portland that much. Although... You look at their starting lineup; it's not so bad. It's not terrible. Lillard, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, Nurkic, and, and well,
0: like uh, I said, I think they're making the plan. I, I I don't think the Kings are. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I, well, I, I wanted to predict that they would lose by twenty plus <laughs> in some important game, at least.
0: No, but no, I could see, I could see the Kings making
1: it. Honestly, I'm I'm a hedging. Let's say I'm hedging.
0: okay. All right,
1: all right. Or or, or I'll just say Dame's an all star. But yeah. Well, you got to decide right now. I'll say okay. I'm I'm going to change it even in my nose. And make an all-star team. They will have at okay. least two game winners and make an all-star team. And if we're going crazy. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, all right. I'll go with my all-star prediction. Drew Holiday will be an all-star. Okay. Um, And he deserves it, first of all. I mean, he, he really, over the last couple of regular seasons, ha- has been arguably the Buck's second best player. Um, In the regular yeah, season. No, I agree. I, I don't think, on balance, he's the second best player. Uh, Chris Middleton's. we don't know how long he's going to be out, but he'll be missing some time. Um, I do think the Bucks are going to try a little bit harder this year to have a higher seed. Uh, we'll, we'll I mean, see and part of it is, game.
1: you know, they'll have Brooke Lopez available at the start of the right. season, which is so important to what they do in their base scheme right. like throughout the regular season.
0: No, absolutely. And also, like, some of the all-star players have been whack these last few years, okay? Like, I really like Fred Van Vliet, but to me, Drew Holiday can be, can be like a Fred Van Vliet-type all-star, like, in that spot, I mean. So I mean I, I mean we had DeAngelo Russell a couple years ago. Um, I mean Wiggins played really well last year, but a starter. I mean those are Western Conference players. Well, no Russell was in the East,
1: right? I yeah. believe Russell must have been in the East. Yeah. Also well, last year you had like Andrew Wiggins being a starter, but right. we talked about that. That wasn't really. That was just like a fan voting quirk. But <laughs> there were some there were there were some weird ones last year. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. But right. There were some weird
0: ones. I mean the Bucks had a, have a lot of depth. Um. So it we'll we'll see how many minutes like Drew ends up playing. But um, I think not only will he have a good season, I think it'll be a bit of a correction from the past couple of years. We've seen that before. Um, so yeah, Drew Holiday will make an All-Star. We'll make the All-Star game.
1: Yeah, I like it. I agree with you that, you know, like, over, you know, some guys that have made the All-Star team recently, like last year you had DeJounte Murray. Um, yeah, I mean Fred VanVleet. I, I, I guess like Jared Allen, he had a nice season. I just don't not think he's making the All Star game. He, he made
0: the All Star game because he was, it was in Cleveland. Okay, <laughs>
1: anyway. well I didn't expect Darius Garland and Jared Allen to get in. That no, was, that was yeah, surprising, yeah, yeah. but I think he deserved one probably. Just at least by the way they were playing at that point. Because right. remember they got a lot like a lot of injuries towards the end of the season, yeah. and they they kind of fell I mean, off there. You,
0: you do have Kyrie, Dejounte, and Donovan coming back as guard potential in the East.
1: Um, so yeah, no, I think the all-star game is going to be more star started this year. And and I agree with you that like, I think if you ask a lot of NBA GMs and coaches around the league, they're, they're going to want Drew Holiday over, over some of the people who, who make the, the, these all-star games. Um, and yeah, I think he's still got a lot of player or a lot of game left in him. I mean, you know, I sound like he's like really old. He's, he's in his early thirties, but I think he's just so crafty, even if he does lose a bit of his, his athleticism. He's got ways around it, and I think we've even seen him develop, like, on offense. He's just a better three-point shooter than he used to be since he arrived in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah. I mean, part of this might be wish-casting, because I just drafted him in our Fantasy Basketball League. (laughs) (laughs) But I I genuinely believe he's going to have a really nice season, uh, and hopefully he gets some recognition. I think I picked him to be Defensive Player of the Year last year. Um, Like, as a prediction? I I think that was just my prediction.
1: Yeah, okay. For
0: DPOI. Um, So... Uh, yeah i mean i i'm a big drew holiday fan clearly yes all right that's what that's two down each correct
1: um, um no, i three we have three down yeah each. three
0: down yeah, each three down so um we have all right what do you have what would what, what you have? why don't you go next
1: okay russell westbrook won't be actively playing on the lakers by christmas okay yeah I I don't know if that's that bold. Feel. Well actually kind of
0: playing implies that he might still be on a team but not playing, which I think is bolder than saying he'll get traded.
1: Not playing in the sense of like I don't just mean he's like on the bench, I don't mean he's just like not playing for the Lakers at all. Like he might be like at home because he doesn't he doesn't accept the role that he's in with the Lakers or there's some there's just drama the drama festers too much. Okay. So I just don't think he will be playing Lakers games past Christmas. Um The fit just doesn't work. It's been well established now. I don't need to explain why, but you know you had that weirdness in Vegas where like he wasn't greeted by like LeBron and stuff. And you combine this with the idea that I think the Lakers have to swing for the fences a little bit. You still got LeBron James, and I still think he's a really good player and can can be a game changing talent, a generational talent when it comes to the the playoffs. I mean, and in the regular season, he's still putting up crazy numbers. I think they're a bit more empty. Sometimes they're in like heavy losing efforts or, and he's, he's not doing the same effort on defense recently, but I do think he's good enough where you got to swing for the fences a little bit, trade one of that, that, that 27 and 29 pick or both. And, you know, you can do, you can, you can, uh, uh, throw Russell Westbrook and his salary to a team and get pieces back. So I, I think that combined with the weirdness of the situation and the fit not working, Like I think when healthy, the Lakers have two top, top 10 to top 15 players, you know? So I think they should go for it. So yeah, I think either by trade or by drama, Russell Westbrook won't be playing in the Lakers after Christmas.
0: Yeah. I don't have too much to add with this one. I just kind of agree. Um, well, I mean, I I could, see him playing. I know, uh, I've seen people like be like bold prediction. Russell Westbrook's going to have a bounce back season. I don't know what that means. Um, I mean, I could see him bouncing more shots off the backboard. Okay. Hey, did you
1: come up with that? Yeah,
0: like just okay, now. Okay. That, that, was not, that was not prepared. That's even, okay. That was not prepared at all. <laughs> and I think it's too bad to be prepared. In that's my true. Um, but, um, no, I, I I just agree with you. I, I think he, just, he doesn't make sense on really any team that's trying to compete, but especially the Lakers. Um, and he does seem like you know, he, he does seem like a player that, that, or he does seem like right now he, there's something going on there. Um, I mean, just in terms of the relationships. Right. Um, and I could see him not wanting, like you said, to accept the role as a six man, because he ha- he was coming off the bench in, in, um, in the preseason. Yeah. At the end of the preseason. And yeah. in, in, in starting and in crunch time, Pat Babs just makes a lot more sense with those other two guys. Um, yeah because you know he's apparently their spot-up shooter
1: <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that goes for the Lakers but so, so let's say so there's been that trade that's rumored and I think there's just some kind of disagreement about the picks so let's say forget about the picks let's just say the trade happens but Russell Westbrook for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner from sure. the Pacers where do you think that do you think that where do you think that Lakers ceiling goes do you think that's well, higher can, could, they can contend with that you think could you see them making the finals with that team
0: I could see them making the finals now. I don't think it will happen Wait,
1: with the current roster.
0: Yeah. I just, you know, LeBron's LeBron. I, I don't know if I can see it. LeBron. So many I mean, you know how much I don't roster. like the Lakers like yeah. last season, prior to last season and throughout all last season. I was very down on them. Um, it's just like I could see LeBron somehow taking that team to the play, uh, to the finals. I just I think the NBA overall is like not, you know, there's not any juggernaut out there, right. especially in the West.
1: So it would take so, others, something happening to other teams too sure, in that yeah. situation, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, with Heal and Turner, I mean, I guess, yeah, by default, I could see them making the finals too. I still think with Heal and Turner, there are other teams that, there are probably, there are at least three other, four other teams that I could see, well, three other teams I would see making it out of the West um the Clippers the Nuggets and the Warriors um so I I think I think I think if they make that trade in the playoffs well you know it's tough it's tough I I I think I still think they probably are are they worse than the Suns in that scenario probably not actually
1: it depends I don't know. on how the Suns play. I have no idea. After that game seven, it's like, I have no idea. And you don't want to overreact to one game. I really just,
0: don't think you can.
1: You can't, but just when it's... St- well, okay, that specific type of loss, and then, and, okay, maybe, maybe that doesn't matter, but it did start the drama with Monty Williams and DeAndre or Not start it, but that's when it came to like. No, it
0: did. it did, it did, it well, did. Well, all I'll say is that that clearly makes the team better, the Lakers better. I don't really understand why the Pacers would do that. I mean, do, how many picks do the Lakers even have two? It's to trade?
1: Yeah, two, and they can only make them unprotected, as far as I understand.
0: I mean, it's possible in two years the Lakers are terrible, so that's a it's
1: twenty seven and twenty nine. So I mean, you, yeah. yeah, it's very possible they could be terrible in those years. Yes, yeah, but
0: also they're <laughs> the Lakers, and they're a quote unquote prestige organization, and they're they'll they'll always have draw if you can convince a superstar to come and be the guy for the Los Angeles Lakers. I think that's always possible, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like to trade for the Pacers, but I, 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 we're talking about your prediction here. I, I think uh, I think it's a good prediction. I think, I think I've think i said that for all of them, but um, I, I could see it. I, if part of me thinks that they're just not going to get a trade done and he'll just be playing um, throughout the regular season and then not play much of the playoffs, and then the drama will kick off even more. Um, as they lose while Russ is on the bench, or like not on the bench at all. Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense too. But I, I could definitely, I could definitely see this one happening.
1: All right. What's your last or second so, to last yeah, specific prediction?
0: My penultimate one. Um, well, I'll go with this one first. Jalen Green will average 23 points per game or more. Okay. Um, okay. That's a six-point jump okay. per game. Um, and I was thinking about saying 25, but like, that's a lot, that, that's a little much. Um, I just, I believe in his game, um, and becoming, I, I mean, I think we might see like an Anthony Edwards type jump with him. Um, he's just an electric player. Uh, and he, he can do, he can kind of do it all in terms of scoring on offense. It's a bad Houston team. So I think his usage will still be as high as ever, maybe even higher since Christian Wood's gone exactly um and uh yeah i mean i just i really like him he he well we'll talk about it we'll talk about it in a bit in a bit but maybe i'll just include this as well he'll average 23 at least 23 points per game and will win most improved player this season um so
1: i i yeah i believe in him yeah i like that one i think people come sometimes overreact to inefficiency in like rookie seasons. I feel like almost all rookies are inefficient. So it's kind of useless to like uh, distinguish between like the degree of inefficiency or how long it took them to, to grow into their game throughout the season. So yeah, I think Jalen green, if you just watch him, you can see, he has so much talent. He can shoot off the dribble. He can catch, he can do catch and shoot stuff. He can, he, he can, you know, obviously he has so much athleticism going towards the basket. Um, yeah, I can see him finding more ways to score, like you said, especially with Christian Wood out the door. And um, I think there's going to be a bit more pressure on the on the Rockets to be a bit more, you know, a bit more competent through through a little bit of the season. I mean, maybe they'll still end up tanking, but you'd like to see them kind of make a step in somewhat of the right direction going forward. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Jabari Smith fits, but I think, I think that could be a fun team to watch, for, uh, even though they'll likely still lose a lot of games.
0: Yeah, Shengen's a, f- a fun player too. Sure. Um, but I, he, Jalen Green will definitely be at the top of like my league pass list this year. I really want to watch him. Um, in the, I didn't watch him that much last year, but when I did, I was I was very impressed. And it's like you said, he was inefficient. A lot of players are when they're young, um, and you know he, he's still figuring out. Especially when you're down in every single game and you're trying to bring your team back. I mean, you're going to be inefficient, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I also I just really like him. I, I'm I'm excited about him. I'm excited about him. All right, I'm gonna go to my next prediction. Um, we've kind of been going two at a time. Um, so uh, my final prediction is the bottom three teams this year in the NBA will combine for the most losses in NBA history of any bottom three teams ever.
1: Oh, because of because of Victor and Scoot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's I a good think, one. I like that one.
0: I think we're going to see unprecedented taking um from i mean there, there are a lot of contenders here uh you know obviously you have the jazz and the uh thunder who have been tanking i mean i don't know how many years the thunder are going to tank but especially since chet's done for the year i think it's one more year that that, that the thunder are going to be tanking chet and victor is i don't know well, i don't know if that would work but um that that's a little far in the future anyway i just think we're going to see a ton of tanking because of these two guys i mean Victor Wembanyama, how tall is he? 7'4"? Seven, 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 I think seven four. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and he can shoot. He can <laughs> dribble. He can shoot off the dribble. He can dribble. Uh, I mean, he's a really good defender. I mean, we really have not seen anybody quite quite like him. And I, I, it'll. I think we're trending towards just the average NBA player being like three inches taller, <laughs> which you, you know I. Well, actually, I don't know if I'll say that, but I think we'll, we're gonna, we're just seeing a lot of these big guys who can play on the dribble.
1: Yeah, I think maybe you, you you've gone from an era that downsized at the five position because the the smaller players tended to be more skilled, more switchable, but now you you're getting these guys legs. who are like the, the size of the old big guys, but they can also do the stuff the six ten guys can yeah,
0: do. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: So, um, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I like that prediction a lot. I yeah, I think, and I think all the, a, a lot of those teams still have their picks this year I, yeah i think for sure they do so i think i think those teams are really going to be going for um <laughs> for these two prospects who are supposed to be some of the best in in a while so yeah i i hope some of these teams try to try to show something in the beginning of the season like like a team like orlando which um i, I yeah i don't think i'm gonna mention anywhere else in this episode so I, I, I can talk about yeah okay yeah i was <laughs> okay well i was gonna i guess i was gonna talk about them later, but. I hope a team like Orlando um, tries a little bit because they have a lot of talent and I, I don't want them they, – they already got their number one pick, so, like, I don't want them to go too quick to tank. But I agree with you for, like, teams like Utah and OKC. I, I could definitely see that that being the route.
0: Yeah. I don't know how to measure that. Or, I mean, I know how to. I don't know if we'll be able to, like, go back and add all of them up and see if I get this correct. But
1: Why wouldn't we be able to? You uh,
0: know, it'll just take time.
1: Oh, to so like add up every other year too? yeah okay yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe someone will just tweet it out for us then. hopefully <laughs> hopefully
0: um, but yeah, I just wanted to find you know a fun way to say that teams are gonna be tanking hard this year. All right what's your final specific prediction?
1: Um, my prediction is I, I didn't put a time frame on this but I think I'm gonna do it like within the next month I'll say or like let's say by the end of November, Someone is going to commit a take foul in a really big spot and forget the rule, and it's going <laughs> like to lead that. to the outcome of the game being changed <laughs> and their team losing. Um, okay. I just think it's it's so ingrained in people's muscle memory, particularly in the last few years. Like I, I think I've seen some graphs about like take fouls going up in the last few years because it's just been a smart thing to do because the most efficient offense comes in transition in the NBA. So yeah. now that you're taking out a lot of that, I think I think we're going to see mistakes like this.
0: I, I really like that. I, the one problem I have with this prediction is, in situations where you could decide the game with a take foul, they're probably already in the bonus. So, like, why would why would they make that foul? Um, but maybe not though. Maybe not. They could have yeah, one team foul.
1: Yeah, they could. <laughs> or yeah, no, they team could fouls have no like, team, no yeah, fouls. Under two minutes. No yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's definitely possible. Uh, I think that. I mean, it's definitely going to happen where where people forget and commit the take foul. Um, but thank god they're adding that I mean for us too as Bucks fans like
1: yeah no I was I was reading I I like was was reading the official post by the NBA and I was like like this is such a long time coming people have been talking about this for years
0: yeah absolutely and hopefully we get more positive changes to the rules um that that FIBA has um yeah I don't have too much to add I'm, I'm looking forward to it well I'll definitely be tracking that one
1: yeah no this is like a i this is not just like a point of emphasis that we talk about for like 10 games at the beginning of the season that's a new rule it. it's like an actual new this is not the
0: nfl <laughs> <laughs> that's something that exists in the nfl points yeah, yeah. of emphasis well uh, i'm sure no it, no, no. I, it exists, it in, the it exists in the nba too that's a
1: phrase but like i
0: this is like an actual rule that you can't it's black and white almost
1: yeah yeah
0: um All right, so I I think I forgot to mention at the top of the episode, but we're also doing our award predictions. Uh, We're coming up on 45 minutes here, so I think we should – I mean, we'll go pretty quickly with them. Um, Why don't we start with Rookie of the Year? I have Paolo. I assume you have Paolo.
1: I have Paolo. I really wanted to say Benedict Matherin because he's been so good in the preseason. I just – I like that. I just like the fit with Paolo. I think he's got a bunch of defenders around him um, to kind of make up for his weaknesses, and he can just really hone in on offense. And Orlando's been looking for like a dynamic offensive player for so long, and I think Paolo can be that. And
0: well, yeah. they already have one, but you know,
1: it's okay. We don't have to mention Franz. No, I mean, yeah, but Franz is. I, I mean, I mean, like you're, you're, what, what, are you're you number you, one on like a. Are you
0: hopping off the Franz
1: band? No, line? I love Franz. I oh, just, sure. I just, That's <laughs> I just don't like, think you could ever like Franz could be the best player on like a top ten offense. Okay. Well, okay. That, that, that's, that's a fair bar, right? Yeah, sure. I'm saying Paulo can be like that guy. You yeah, know, he, he he can. <laughs>
0: well, you said they don't. They've been looking for a dynamic score, which I think Franz. Okay,
1: dynamic done. score, playmaker, lead offensive. Yeah, number initiator. one. You're
0: basically number one option. That's yeah, number one option. Yes. Okay.
1: I, my bad. I should have said that because I I do think Franz is a dynamic offensive player. I think for, he could
0: definitely be a number two option on a on a really two, good team. for
1: sure for sure, and I'm really excited about the way they fit together. Um, I like Wendell Carter Jr. a lot. I, I hope they don't trade him, um, but because I've heard a lot of people putting him in like hypothetical trades. Um, yeah, I th- I'm expecting a bounce back season from Jalen Suggs too. So yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I like Paolo for rookie of the year this year.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I was trying to think. I think it's pretty, unless some of the later guys, or maybe like. Maybe Abaji in Utah just gets a bunch of racks up a bunch of points. Um, but I, I don't really see anybody like, I don't see Jabari Smith like and Keegan Murray being scoring as much as Powell this season.
1: Jabari, for sure, no, because I, because like Jalen Green was, they had a the number two pick the previous year, and we know he's the type of player that's going to demand the ball more and
0: right. get more numbers. Well, 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 Keegan, there's two guys ahead of him at least. In terms of scoring, sure, for sure,
1: that's that's true. That's true.
0: So I mean, that's that's why I say that.
1: But I guess like I guess no, no. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And
0: and similarly, I think Jade and Ivy. I don't think I think Cade's gonna kind of be the guy there. I mean, although I mean Ivy, we'll see. Um, But yeah, I think maybe there could be some surprise like mid to late round for mid to late first rounder that like emerges. But um, to me, it's pretty straightforward, Paulo. All right, most improved player. I've got Jalen Green. Like I said, I mentioned why I really like him. Who's your pick?
1: Oh, I actually didn't do this one because I didn't send it to you in the text that I sent you <laughs> when I was <laughs> making the outline. But, um, th- okay, th- this one is- it's, We it's can so, skip this. Yeah, it's so weird yeah. because it's just like, I i, I mean, by definition, like, I feel go like you're not supposed to expect this one. Just go with Kate. Um, who do I want to go with? Well, so honestly, it's not usually
0: like stars that get Okay, one. I'll go Jalen
1: Sog's then. I'll go, Jalen Sox because oh. he just had such a disappointing rookie year, like it, offensively. That I think, I, I think he's gonna. I really liked him coming into the season, and I, I don't. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, you know, what? I'm gonna look up. Um, I'm gonna look up the odds. I don't know. I don't know how they determine.
1: I do think they usually don't give it to to, to players going to their second year. No,
0: they don't. They don't. So
1: so I it doesn't exactly make sense, but so, they have done it before. So I don't. I don't so the top I don't know.
0: five odds. So are...
1: did you do six band too?
0: I, I didn't, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. okay I did
1: not I w I didn't I didn't really prepare one either, but I would say Jordan Poole.
0: Yeah, same. Yeah. That would be my pick too. Oh Brogdon, I think, has a shot. Yeah. Um so the top five odds for most improved are Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, Zion Williamson, Jalen Brunson, and Tyrese Maxey.
1: So no no second year place.
0: Cade Cade is K- K- seventh. Okay. That's interesting, yeah. Um yeah. I, outside of that I don't see any shangun is is up there. Jalen Green have the same. um yeah, Ben Simmons, okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> Wait, he, I can see that actually. He starts shooting some threes. Yeah, dude, dude, um, if he shoots like forty percent from three, I'm just joking. Forty
0: yeah, no. percent, yeah, maybe maybe two out of five. <laughs> uh, I, we were going through this award most improved last year. Uh, uh, so I mean, it's been like Ja, Julius Randle. Brandon Ingram, Ingram, Pascal Siakam, Victor Oladipo, Giannis, CJ McCollum, Jimmy. It's like kind of a weird award, right? Yeah, sometimes
1: it's like second options who get to become first options. Sometimes it's just second options who get better at what they do. Sometimes, like Ja, it was so obvious that he was going to become better. I mean, I I shouldn't say that necessarily. You never want to take it for granted, but it's just like Ja just seems like such a different mold of most improved than Julius Randle, who was like in his late 20s right,
0: right. yeah uh, yeah I mean well even even Victor Oladipo I mean he got it five four five years after he was drafted yeah um which I mean it could be a little bit like the uh the Paul George or not the Paul George I've read Paul George's name the Jalen Suggs uh thing you were talking about like just a bounce back a bounce back season for him
1: all right that's enough on most improved player
0: uh coach of the year who do you have
1: I have J.B. Bickerstaff because I'm really high on the Cavs yeah and I think I could see them being the four or five seed, and I don't know. I, I forgot. I, like I, I think to do that, they would have to get like seven, eight, nine, ten more wins than they did last season. And I think the history of this award, it's usually teams that just have more wins than they did the previous season, or more than people expect. And I think with the combination of talent they have, with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, I think, I think they're gonna be able to stagger a lot of those players and just be a super super solid team and a fun watch and i think staff is going to get some credit and he got a lot of credit for for this last year but playing Mobley and Allen together a lot of the season a lot of people didn't see um Mobley as 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 a four going going into the season but um that was a good change and it really has taken their defense to new heights and you can still play both of them five individually but yeah, I, I just think it, a lot of this is it's about the team, but I think Bickerstaff Baker has done a good job, and I think they're going to continue to do, do a good job this year.
0: Okay, I I originally had Bickerstaff, and he probably is going to win it. I think he's probably the safest option for this award because the Cavs are going to probably be pretty good this year. But then I made my net's prediction, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm not going to. I'm going to go anti Cavs this podcast, even though I really like the Cavs. I like their players. I like the organization, you know, we're, we're from Ohio. Um, got a lot of Cavs fans, friends, but I'm going to go Michael Malone. Um, Cause I do think the nuggets are going to be quite good this year. Obviously they have Jokic um, and you know, they have their guys coming back, but I think just because of the improvement in record that we'll see, I think he's going to be a pretty good choice. And if they, if they do get the one seed, I think he will win it.
1: Yeah, maybe, like, a combination of things, like, like when you see everything clicking, like, when, when Michael Porter Jr. is playing, right. could play at, like, the heights of his ability, Jamal Murray comes back from injury, maybe, like, Bones Highland has, like, another yeah. ju- leap, like, those kind of things, I think. Um, if they're winning at a higher level in different ways, and you've still got, like, a contender, yeah. that's the type of thing. And I a coach who's never won it before, I can see them giving it to him, like, right, yeah. Because I, I know he's, like, well-respected around the league, too, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's another, it's another weird award, honestly. Um, Mani won last year. I mean, the the Suns were excellent. So I could see it being like that type. I mean, the Suns made the finals.
1: I thought he deserved it the year before. Right. So it's one of those things where
0: like. So, I mean, if that's the case, maybe Taylor Jenkins wins.
1: If Uh, they have another season like they did last year, then people might be like, okay, that wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I I could see, I could definitely see him winning. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yes, the Nuggets are good, but the Suns literally made the finals and then their coach won coach of the year the next season. Um, So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's my phone. Excuse me about the ESPN alert. <laughs> Hopefully it's something basketball related and I can do some live. Nope. Houston took the AL division series in the 18th
0: inning. 18th inning? Yeah, that's,
1: that's that's kinda wild. I don't know much about baseball, but that's I think what that's the double heck? the amount of normal innings. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. Wow. Oh, that was funny, style. Uh, <laughs> um Yes, Michael. <laughs> Goin' Malone, uh, where this podcast is devolving. Um, All right, Defensive Player of the Year.
1: I feel like my Defensive Player of the Year and MVP are kind of a hedge, but I have Defensive Player of the Year, Joel Embiid. Um, Okay. I I talked about the Sixers and Embiid, uh, I think a bit weaker of a defender in a playoff setting just because he can't pull off all the schemes, but like regular season, protecting the rim, great at it. I think they're going to have a great team defense, kind of self-explanatory.
0: Yeah, I mean... So for me, uh, I I also initially had Joel Embiid, but I want to be more fun, you know? Um, And also, I think Joel Embiid might win MVP this year, and I I just don't see him winning both. Yeah. Um, Joel Embiid's not my MVP pick, by the way, but I I could see him winning. Um, Mine's Evan Mobley, just because I want it to happen, Um, and he's a phenomenal defender. Um, (laughs) And it would be really cool for him to get some recognition. I'm a little afraid that it's going to be Rudy Gobert again. Because I could see their defense like improving quite a bit. It will. Because
1: <laughs> so, of Rudy Gobert, by the way. He, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not that he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, yet, I know. But, you just want to see more, more people get the award. Right. And that's that's fair. Yeah. But then you can't say that you want Giannis to win MVP. No,
0: nah, it's completely different. <laughs> it's completely different.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Giannis has won. A,
0: Rudy one Gobert won a overall is, in my opinion, well, it's hard to say. Because I'm not going to say he didn't deserve those awards. But is he that, like, generationally? Incredible to be like the only player to win that many defensive player of the years.
1: Maybe I mean it could be true. Um, well, yeah, I mean, well, one, that's not how it works.
0: I know that's not how it and
1: works. Two, but I think with the regular season, he is a generational defender. Yes.
0: Okay, sure. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, but um, yeah. Gobert is probably going to win. But you know, Evan Mobley's coming. He's coming to to challenge Rudy Gobert for the perennial defensive player of the year uh, award winner.
1: Bam is another one I've seen on, like, high on the odds list. Um, and then I think Jared Jackson. Like no, he's lot,
0: hurt. He's,
1: he, he's hurt. But if he if – he, we don't really know when he's coming back. Now, you drafted him in fantasy today. So yeah. <laughs> you clearly think he has some kind of
0: – Well, I put him on IR. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but it'll be it, – it, yeah. And I, I, I I too, hope it's not Gobert. But I could see being if he has the best season, then I don't mind him getting it, I guess. But yeah, um, Kawhi would be an interesting one. Yeah. Although, like, I mean, he probably since, doesn't play be games yet. Yeah, there's probably games limit for that.
0: Yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, I hope it's not like Marcus Smart. Mobley,
1: Mobley is the most fun one that we mentioned yeah. for sure. I, I think I think Mobley is such. Not only does he can he do the rim protection, he can switch. Of course, so versatile, so right. fun to watch. And I think, yeah.
0: I mean, does having Jared Allen on his team hurt him in terms of this award consideration? It's possible, um, but. Uh, he's another good choice for most improved if he becomes like nice a nice yeah. offensive player.
1: That's the other thing with Gobert. I mean remember, remember those perimeter defenders that he led to like top five defenses on. Sangle so okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm not here to disrespect Rudy Gobert. No, right? I'm someone who's kinda of down on the wolves this year. Not down if I don't think I think right. it's bad I don't, I don't think they should have. I made like that tra- I like that trade a lot yeah. more than you <laughs> like I just think Gobert, I mean he, he, he gets a little disrespected bring a little he's, he's might be the most disrespected player
0: of Come our on. generation in terms of how good he actually is yeah
1: i yeah that could be true yeah i mean,
0: like I, said, I think he is a, a great player a great player but it, and and defensively he is that good it, it is just like sometimes it's like for me i i would love for like a truly like great two way player to be like to also have you know the most defensive player of the year awards, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. That's not how it works. That's
1: not uh, how it works, and I think it's more it's more not how it works these days because a lot of statistics are being sure. really, like looked at for this. So I, sure. I, but I agree with you that you'd like to see someone else get it. I would like yeah. to see someone else
0: get it. Yeah, work. and who knows if if the Cavs do better than a top eighteen defense, maybe you'll have a pretty good chance of uh, winning the award. <laughs> <laughs> All right, MVP. Who do you have?
1: I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Wayne okay, MVP. so
0: do I. We, I think we both had him last. Oh no, you,
1: you, no, you didn't have. No, Steph. I had Steph
0: last. Oh, year. you did have Steph. Okay.
1: We won Finals MVP, but had actually a down regular season him.
0: Okay. Okay. So we both have Giannis. He's the best player in the NBA, um, On probably the best team. Well, I mean, one of the best teams in the NBA.
1: Assuming normal health, like like their record won't be like a, a detractor from his MVP argument. I think that's probably
0: probably yeah.
1: probably going to be there.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. what is there to say? He's the best player in the NBA, so he's got to be your MVP pick. There's a lot of great contenders. I don't think Jokic wins three in a row, even if he deserves it this year. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah,
1: that, this might, that might be, like, even if he does deserve it, I think at some point the narrative might might detract from him, yeah. Right. Um, who would who, who you see outside the three that have been the top three the last, or at least the last two years? I can't remember if Giannis made was MB? the top three the, the first year.
0: Was Embiid top three?
1: Embiid was two last year.
0: Oh, was he? The okay. second voting. Um, and second, t- second team on NBA. <laughs> of, yeah,
1: because of the positional designations. <laughs> uh,
0: who could I see? Um, ah, is there Tatum? Like, I mean...
1: I don't know. I mean, KD might be like... I was thinking that, but... If he plays enough games, yeah, Tatum... What, what, okay,
0: fine. so what if, what if the Sixers are the number one seed and it's like James Harden's averaging like 30 and 10?
1: I mean... What's oh, oh, that would take away from Embiid's case for me.
0: No, could he be a contender?
1: No, why? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, why not? I don't, I, he's, why not? he's not that guy anymore. I don't think.
0: How, well, I'm, I'm just, I just said if he's averaging 30 and
1: 10. Well, okay, if he's averaging 30 and 10, yeah, I mean, if anyone's averaging 30 and 10, they might have a chance of being in the MVP conversation. But I don't think, I don't think that's okay. going to happen to James Harden, but yeah, I mean, I think that like if you're talking about like. You wanted to make if someone wants to like put in a dollar and make a lot of money, then like, yeah, James Harden might be a good choice,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I can see Tatum, um, uh, being a shout. We'll see how good the Celtics are.
1: Luca's always there, Luca, hasn't Luca, won one yet. Yeah, I just don't think the Mavs are gonna be good enough. I, probably not. I just don't like what they did in the offseason,
0: probably not. But I mean, he could win like a Russ Westbrook. MVP. Yeah. I mean, he deserves. I think he deserves it. To me, he's a top five player in the NBA. No,
1: to me, he's he's a better player than, than Ross was in that season. By oh, far. absolutely.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's to me, he's a better player than Embiid. So, um, but yeah, they're they're probably not that good. Steph, I just he probably won't have the numbers. Don't see either of the Clippers guys. I Paul George just doesn't have the cachet. I don't think to win MVP or and he won't have the stats. Moment. He
1: had that one season where he finished. Third, yeah, no, OKC. Okay, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that, that feels like it's that's gonna be the. the
0: yeah, yeah, Kawhi is not going to play enough games. Uh, Suns, neither neither one of those guys. Um, Jimmy
1: Butler not going to put up the numbers. I don't think. I don't. He's, yeah, he's, I don't think the Heat are going to be
0: good enough. Yeah. I mean, maybe if maybe if the Grizzlies finish like top three, like Jaw.
1: Yeah, Jaw.
0: He gets a lot of hype. Uh, I mean, he's a phenomenal, but he get he gets a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say he's overrated, but he he
1: definitely, but he's a little overrated. I think he's a little overrated, but not overrated in terms of um, how funny he is to watch.
0: What is, go- what is going on today, man? You got to mute. You got to mute yourself. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should have learned after the first time.
0: That's uh, so, so, uh, <laughs> all, I might cut that out. If not, you're listening to us do a live
1: behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah. yeah. Everyone's very lucky.
0: Uh, <laughs> but, but all right, uh, you know, I. I, I is there anybody else? I You know what? I meant to mention, backtracking a little bit, I meant to mention Nick Nurse for Coach of the Year. Um, oh, interesting. Because I, I could see the I, – uh, I could see – what is the name of the team? The Raptors <laughs> um, being quite good this season.
1: I, I, they're one of the teams I have, like, really no idea what they're going to be this year. Like, I could see them finishing anywhere from, team. like, third to
0: tenth. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think they'll be a playoff team. Um, and, you know, they, they signed maybe the the greatest player in NBA history Otto Porter so <laughs>
1: okay. that's true
0: i uh i really like that setting but yeah so i, I don't see yeah I don't, I don't think there's anybody else uh, unless i'm i'm really i'm missing somebody
1: yeah i mean we, we've talked to a lot of the big names i think it, it, it'll be interesting i, I do hope Giannis wins. i mean alert. lebron oh if, lebron
0: if the lakers are good definitely zion <laughs>
1: possible i was thinking i mean yeah trey young is a very big long shot but he he could put up the numbers for sure oh true
0: trey yeah cat i mean
1: i don't yeah maybe ants more likely yeah possible Yeah, i don't know i think think they might take away off the court well that's true too yeah
0: yeah all right we don't we'll we'll stop just listing names (laughs) aimlessly. um but uh yeah so let us know what your award predictions are let us know if you have specific predictions or if you want to react to our very specific predictions um, but with that like i said at the top of the show make sure you email us at clearuppodcast.gmail.com to get into contact with us uh, write us on whatever platform you're listening to us on uh, that really does help us out but we are going to get out of here see you guys next time on clear out